broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studio. This is the Hango Show. <laughs> Lucky for you, man, they've got a couch. So. <laughs> yeah, got a couple. I want to keep that kind of in my grill. Well, you just have to. Uh... It's kind of better to kind of talk over it than into it. I gotcha. You know, so is your headphones good? Mm-hmm. You, is it too loud? I have a large head as well. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Brandy. She's going to be, you know. She's <laughs> never going to die. It ain't never, yeah. <laughs> Blame it on the hat. That's it. <laughs> just got like a triple X hat, yeah. man. It just, the air conditioner's <laughs> gonna be loud. You hear it? Is that what that is? Yeah, that's it's the units in that closet right there. Oh well, we'll get over it. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna sit in here and sweat all, all summer long. Ain't no way. No man, it's it's worth having on, which is possible. I'm just gonna have to write everybody's nickname down or something. I can't. I, do I said it. what I'm gonna do is get name tags to <laughs> stick on the front of the microphones right here. Yeah, that's a great idea. Man. I did have one of my guys that um, he uh, went to Panama City this past week. I told him, just like I tell most everybody that I know that's going to the beach, hey, bring me back a bag of sand. Right. So I, you know, stick my toes in the sand, you know, sometime. And uh, I always give everybody like a big gallon Ziploc bag. Hey, if you're going, man, stick me some sand in, you know. just I don't care if it's on the side of the road. Just give me some, you know. Nobody ever brings any sand back. But he did. <laughs> he comes through there and he's like, hey, boss, check this out. And he had this big old bag of sand. I'm just like, mommy. <laughs> yes. You can finally plant that palm tree in your orchard. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, going. This bastard uh, brought me sand fleas. <laughs> That's what it'd be. Yeah. Or them damn uh, sand spurs or whatever they are. Yeah. Yeah. I hate those damn things. Oh, man. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Hango Show. It's your host, Tango Wood, and tonight i got the boys back here. i got Harpoon, i got Jut, and i got another buddy of ours. Dingo's here tonight uh, to hang out with us. You doing all right tonight? Great. Awesome. Well, What's been going on this week? I know Dingo's been on vacation. When did you start it? Today or uh, last week? Friday. Friday. My first day off Friday. What's the game plan? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically. This was the only time I set aside for myself... All week long, like, don't ask me to do anything Monday evening. And uh, then it was like, well, I think when we have uh, trouble getting a sitter on Monday afternoon, it's like, oh, figure it out. <laughs> Make it work. Bring them along with you. Kids are watching themselves right now. Yeah. <laughs> Set them in the floor with some broken glass. Good luck, kids. I did yeah. break a light bulb on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> Just for fun, or is here to give you all something to do? Deal with this. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. But you, Judd, anything good happened this week? Pretty normal so far. Or last week, I guess. It's been a, been two weeks since we've been over here. Yeah, a couple of weeks. But you, man? Um, man, I got a little painting done today. I know you said you were busy today. Yeah, I, I got up pretty early and got started on it. Um, painted the kitchen at the restaurant, or got at least a good first coat um, going. And doing the floor or the walls, uh, or a little bit of both. Uh, yeah, we did the floors, um, and I've started on some of the wall. Uh, a few of the other uh, coolers in there, we we 
painted them to give them a little bit of a brighter look. So it'll, you know, maybe not be as hot, you know, if it looks a little brighter or a little more clean or whatever, you know, um, because it's fixing to be sweating season in there, man, and every degree counts. That's what I was about to say. If you hear a roar in the background, I apologize now. Uh, the AC unit for the studio is in the closet here next to us, and it was right at 90 degrees today, and I'm not going to sweat in the studio <laughs> all summer long. It gets hot in this little room. Oh, yeah. And we've been we've been doing it with a window open. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beyond window open time right now. It's yeah. time to turn the air on. Well, you may not hear as many, you know, of the <laughs> crazies going the by, next gas, line by, gas in their trucks right as they go by. <laughs> you may not hear as many of them. Yeah. What's that? The yee-yee trucks. The yee-yee boys. That's it. Oh, man. No, I hadn't um, had a little cold over the weekend. I don't know. I started Wednesday night. Yeah, I could, you when you feel it coming on, like the back of your throat, you little sore spot there you're like oh shit you know i knew it was i knew it was going to happen and so i came home thursday morning and uh took all manner of benadryl and i washed it down with some nyquil and <laughs> i just took back to back so I, I just plastered myself with anything that might knock me out and have some kind of cold relief to it i, mean, I didn't go to sleep till like one o'clock thursday afternoon i was like this Looking sucks, you know. So I lay down, and as soon as my head hit, the, I was like, "I'm just going to lay down so I can go to sleep." Lay down. Neighbor fires up his lawnmower. There's mowing. I'm like, "Well, shit!" So I had to get up, at the living room, and sat there until he got done with this side of the yard. Laid back down, went to sleep, and I slept maybe two hours. I got up, and I was up all night long. Dude, went to sleep about four o'clock. That, that same that next morning. But woke up at six. I was up all that day. Man, you've been, been shooting Dayquil instead of <laughs> it was Nyquil. Believe me, uh, <laughs> they may have put the wrong shit in the bottle, the wrong bottle or something. So uh, Saturday, Tink had an eye appointment, and so about ten o'clock Saturday morning, it's like I've got to get some sleep. I'm running like on four hours out of forty-eight. I've slept, yeah. and so I wouldn't uh, plop down after she left. And uh, I remember her coming in there and like, hey, I'm home and I brought home some lunch. Okay. Back to sleep. And then I remember her coming in there going, hey, it's 530. You want to get up? Yeah. So I got up and kind of went in there and found something to to snack on. I really hadn't even ate over the weekend. All I wanted to do was sleep. I I couldn't do it. Um, And so I went in there and messed around for a little while. And I came back and got in the bed. I was asleep before midnight Saturday night. And I slept till damn near 11 o'clock Sunday morning. Man. I was like, shit, finally. Yeah, okay. your body just... <laughs> it just finally gave up. Yeah. It's like a coma. That's <laughs> it. And so I, I got up like around 11 or so, I guess Sunday morning, and just kind of fucked around and did this and that and laid back down and went back to sleep. And slept till like five yesterday afternoon. I'm like, yep, I'm caught up now. I'm so, all caught are you up. Feeling better? Oh I mean, yeah, a ton better. Yeah. I still got a little bit of a. You'll probably hear like a little sniffle going on. Um, but yeah, there for like those two, like for two days, 
which was just compounded by not being able to sleep. I had like, um, wouldn't coughing that much, but just like, just stuffed up. Like I, when me and me and Jay recorded the other night, even on the video chat, he's like, man, your eyes look bad. And they were like puffed out, you know? And so, I mean, it was just, I felt like shit, a little bit of a headache, you know, puffed out eyes. My nose was all kind of congested, had a little bit of a cough, nothing, nothing crazy. That's why I knew it wouldn't. I thought it might be a sinus infection because I used to be really bad. I used to have them like chronically, mm. like all, like every spring, every fall, whenever pollen went kicking around, I had it bad. My, migraines too? Not, not, not conjoined with the sinus problem. I'll get migraines every once in a while, but nothing not. that is kicked off by the sinuses. I got you. Um, but I really hadn't had a problem with like sinus infection since I was in college. I kind of don't know if I outgrew it or what, like in high school. Man, it was nonstop. So I kind of thought I had that going on. I'm like, well, maybe I never did, never did have any real sinus drainage or anything. So I knew I was, I was cool. It just took time to, it's like a head cold is what it was. So yeah, I'm, I've been sucking down water, trying to stay hydrated and eating cough drops and antihistamines and everything else, trying to, trying to shake it off. And I, I feel better now. And I'm glad there's nothing worse than having, time off and you're sick the whole damn time you, know, you can't even and that's it we, we had such pretty weather this week yeah i was planning on like riding the whole week i was off shit when you, when you feel like shit you don't want to get out and, and ride anything so i kind of just hung around the house and tried to sleep that never <laughs> tried to get to sleep that never never showed up so how what i mean was this your first week back from your three-month vacation no no last week was <laughs> The one before our last episode was okay. All right. Yeah. No. This week was work week was was okay. It wasn't the craziness that was going on before where I where I was driving like six hundred miles a night. That's nuts. Um, I didn't see hardly any orders at all for um, convalescent plasma, which is a good sign that COVID's kind of going away. I think I saw like three orders for it, and none of it was. Emergency ordered, mm-hmm. so that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, blood supplies trying to get back, but it's not. It's still not fantastic. They had the uh, the truck out in front of the uh, grocery store in my town this afternoon. They didn't look like they were doing a whole lot of business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's you know I I really wish they would really advertise more when they're coming to towns. Just because a lot of times it's 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 uh, local businesses will do blood drives, like mobile drives, but it's usually like at factories, and for everybody who was employed there will go mm. get blood. Sometimes they just pull up in town, they open up the bus doors, and like nobody comes. One thing worse than that's when we when a, like a church has us come do it, and we get there and nobody, no one comes to donate blood at all. Wow, I'm like really, I set up this blood drive and nobody's gonna come give blood from your church that we came here to. Draw blood from. Wow. We'll pray for you. <laughs> Good luck. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Hmm. Uh, oh, did you hear about Jeff Bezos buying his uh, his new yacht? Oh, no. <laughs> his new bachelor yacht? I meant to uh, bring it up last time. And uh, if I can find that news article, I'm talking about it. It's... Um, 
it's so big, it has its own support mini yacht. For the help. Right. <laughs> so, like, his yacht has to have a support yacht. Dang. And that's how... Let me look it up right quick. Good problem to have. I, I guess so. I mean, for sure. I mean, hell, this may have its own airport on top of that something instead of just a, a helipad or something. <laughs> <laughs> on tower. I'm swooping in with the uh, the, the jetpacks on the arms. <laughs> Iron Man. Yep. Jeff Bezos' super yacht is so big, it needs its own yacht. Shit. I mean, it'd have to be just a probably a size down from a cruise liner or something. Today is ultra-billionaire news. I fucking hate you, motherfucker. I hate they do that autoplay ads when you open up a website. It drives me up the friggin' wall. Uh, today, in ultra-billionaire news, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos has, pur- has purchased a modest 100-foot schooner as he looks forward to a quieter life and hours of reflection. That's a joke. The world's richest man is reportedly buying a boat, though the word feels inappropriately sensible for the monstrosity going to Captain Bezos. A 417-foot super yacht that's so massive it has its own support yacht with a helipad, according to Bloomberg. The estimated cost, not including the boat support boat, half a billion dollars. <laughs> what? Five hundred million dollars. The luxury yachts Dutch manufacturer Ocean Co hasn't released many details about the vessel called Project Seven Twenty One. The company didn't immediately respond to requests for comment. Half a billion bucks is an inconceivable amount of money for most people, but it's a small fraction of the seventy-five billion that Bezos gained in twenty twenty alone. His net his net worth. Stands just shy of two hundred billion, according to Bloomberg. Okay, I did the math. Did the math on this. So he's worth two hundred billion. Okay, net worth. He spent five hundred million on on this yacht. For somebody who makes forty thousand dollars a year, that's the same as them spending one hundred and six dollars. That's that's how, how little he bought a candy bar on the way out the door. He, <laughs> well, he did. He bought he bought a nice dinner. Yeah, that's what it boils down to. Holy smoke! In perspective, yeah, you know. So if Smay's net worth is forty thousand dollars, it's like them dropping a hundred and six. That's nuts to think about that comparison being accurate. Well, just the disparity. You know how how little that much how little how little money that means to him. Right, you know, or I shouldn't say it means to him how little money that is to him. That that, that <laughs> is compared to what he what he has. It's wow. it's insane. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty nutty. Yeah, you he know, made, he made it back that day. Oh yeah, I mean, easily half a bill. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know who's probably the most excited about him having that boat? His insurance agent. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, you need an insurance policy for a half a billion dollar boat? Yeah, my portion of that would be about fifty million. Well, do you do you think people like that have private insurance? You don't know, think they insure themselves? I don't know, man. I've never even thought 
about insuring myself. So <laughs> I, I would know, man. No, I'm, I'm this. I mean, who would write that policy to begin with? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Whoever it is, well, it'd be yeah, blinded as hell. <laughs> I don't know. Just made my nut. Jeff Bezos came through the door. That's it. Got my ten percent off that. Ready yeah. Um, he. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Oh, they went. They went on talking about how bad the rich people are. Um. Anyway, yeah, that um, I don't know. I meant to bring it up last time we recorded. I don't know if you saw it or not. But yeah, he had a. That's nuts. That's that's a that's a nice little present to himself, I guess. Most of us just walk around every day thinking about how much fun it would be to ride a jet ski. Like I've never rode rid a jet ski. Love to. <laughs> this guy's out here buying yachts. You guys have a jet ski I can borrow? Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's my my phone? I got my new signal phone. Because I saw some good news this week. Let's see here. It may have been a divorce present to himself, just to kind of stick it to his ex. Oh, be like, oh, you remember that yacht we were talking about buying? I got it now. (laughs) (laughs) When you would let me have? Yeah, waited till we were gone. (laughs) She's got enough money to flex too. Oh yeah, you can probably only put that thing in port in a handful of places so she can just go buy up all the slips <laughs> he probably owns the port i'm sure he owns the island that's gonna be ported in you know you're looking at little problems there are bigger problems to go on yeah his island is the united states <laughs> when you got that kind of money you can be petty though well i mean have y'all seen what's going on? we didn't even talked about like bill gates getting a divorce you know about all that going on right yeah it's all that okay too. his wife's like throwing shade now and shit Oh, I'd heard any of that. Oh, yeah. Like, all this stuff's coming out now about how she was extremely concerned, quote, about his connections to Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So now she's concerned. I mean, I think that may have been a, uh, when all that started coming out, I think all the the logs started coming out showing he had been on these planes with Jeffrey Epstein. I think that might have been like a little fire starter to, to the breakup. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I saw the picture of the two of them on the White Boy Summer page. (laughs) (laughs) It is White Boy Summer. You know about that? Uh It's White Boy Summer this year. What does that mean? It's White Boy Summer for the boys. Oh. White Boys. Okay. You heard the song, White Boy Summer? Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh, it's a song. Uh, There's a fantastic meme page. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chet Hanks. Tom Hanks' son, uh-huh. he, he's a rapper. Do you know that? No. Yeah. That <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a song called White Boy Summer. Okay, I'll look it up. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, I'll look that up. Did you know about that jig? Oh, boy. He made a whole thing on uh, on Instagram, maybe, about about doing White Boy Summer this year. He's like, we, we're not going to have no Sperry's, no Doc Siders at White Boy Summer. You know, no, no, no tank tops. He had rules for White Boy Summer. Oh, yeah. I got to check that out. Out of Canada, Canadian soldier charged with feeding cannabis cupcakes to an artillery unit during a live fire exercise. A Canadian Army gunner is facing more than a dozen charges after she allegedly served cannabis-laced cupcakes to her unsuspecting artillery unit during a live fire exercise. Court documents allege a sudden onset of paranoia, fatigue, and confusion among the troops who ate the cupcakes, unaware of their psychoactive con- uh, contents. Several affected members were allegedly unable to properly execute safe weapons and explosive handling drills. The incident marks the first time that a Canadian, Air, a Canadian Armed Forces member 
has been charged with administering marijuana to colleagues without their consent. Bombardier, uh, Bombardier Chelsea Coggins is facing 18 charges in all, including eight counts of administering a, a noxious substance, nine counts of conducting of conduct to a prejudice of good order and discipline, and one count of behaving in a disgraceful manner. Allegations stem from a July 2018 incident at the Army's Combat Training Center at CFB Gagetown in New Brunswick. How does she? Uh, I don't think it says. It doesn't say. We were about an hour and a half into the exercises when the Ruskies showed up. (laughs) (laughs) They came falling out of the ground. (laughs) Just like modern warfare. That's kind of nutty. I mean, to think that... I mean, so, so I, I don't know. Well, I mean, you're dosing guys, you're dosing people you're with, uh, yeah, who are handling high explosives. Oh, I get all that. I was just thinking more along the lines of what the hell was she thinking? I mean, she wasn't apparently. That, that's it. I mean, I mean, how, what? Where? How did they even? How did they even bringing cupcakes to a grenade toss even show up? Man? I mean. <laughs> I mean, who's bringing the pot brownies to a grenade toss? I mean, I would hope that she did it. <laughs> what the hell? I would hope that she did it on an accident. You know what I mean? Yeah. That she didn't bring them there. But she's SOL, man. You can't just be accidenting something like that. No. I mean, it's, it's an artillery group. These guys are firing howitzers or something. It's like big cannons. Yeah, lots. You're, you're, I mean. You know, like you bring pizza to the office on inventory day. I mean, it's. I get it. Same thing. Just <laughs> bring extra anchovies with them. Yeah, man. Right. <laughs> Cupcakes and grenades a great album name. It's a good band name. Like Mouse too. Rat. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, great bands a stretch on that one. And rips and revelations. Oh, but yeah, I don't. You know, it's just it's like I heard stories, you know, from like the sixties and stuff about even around here, guys who go to do like forestry. Or work heavy equipment, drink on the job all day. You know, I mean, I don't want a guy who's running a chainsaw to be, you know, three sheets of the wind. I sure don't want a bunch of people who are high on pot handling high explosives. Well, the guy with the chainsaw is the, he's putting himself in danger, you know, but when you're dosing up folks with explosives, I mean, you're, you're, you're putting a lot of people in danger. That's, yeah. that's different. <clears throat> You know, be an idiot yourself, that's fine. But don't We just blew up Manitoba. <laughs> Saskatoon's going to be so pissed off. <laughs> All right, uh, cheese photo leads to a Liverpool drug dealer's downfall. Carl Stewart, 39, was, uh, was identified through his fingerprints after the police analyzed an image he had posted in an online chat. He was jailed for 13 years and six months after admitting conspiracy to supply heroin, cocaine, ketamine, MDMA to a, Liver- to a Liverpool Crown Court. The dealer of Jim Street, Liverpool, was also sentenced for transferring criminal property. Stewart posted a photo on the encrypted messaging surface in Crow Chat, uh, which had been cracked by the police. Uh, Detective Inspector Lee Wilkerson said that he went by the name Toffee Toffee Force. Great name. <laughs> Toffee Force. And was uh, involved in supplying large amounts of drugs. 
detective said his love for Stilton cheese ultimately led to his downfall after his palm and fingerprints were analyzed from the photo and it was established they belonged to him. So now the cops don't even need your fingerprints in person. They can look at a picture and analyze your fingerprints to know that you're the one. Holy smoke. Fucking crazy. So it wasn't like he was leaving Cheeto dust around. No, he posted that photo of him holding some cheese. Oh, wow. And they could see his fingerprints and his palm print, and they knew that he was, they could see his, his prints enough they could. <laughs> Jeez, man. It's big pretty brother, fucked up. Big brother going to get you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if they get you, man, through the through a Instagram phone. Fair play, guy. man. <laughs> you know? They're far, far ahead for me then. Uh, we all know that this year is cicada season, right? One of the big broods is coming out of the ground. We get to hear them scream all summer. Can't wait. Awesome. Well, we got some news for you. A fungus is pushing cicada sex into hyperdrive and leaving leaving them dismembered. I'm gonna need the name of that fungus. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. It's got a bad side effect though. Your ass fall. You're asking your dick fall off. Oh well. So. <laughs> It's definitely for a friend. <laughs> yes. I'll tell him. After 17 years underground, the brood 10 periodical cicadas are slowly emerging in 15 states across the East Coast and Midwest. They'll shed their skin and spend four to six weeks mating before the females lay eggs and they all die. But some of them are getting wilder in their short lives above ground. A fungus called Massaporia, which can produce compounds of... Cathinone, C-A-T-H-I-N-O-N-E, and amphetamine. So it's a party drug for sure. <laughs> Infects a small number of them and makes them lose control. The fungus takes over their body, causing them to lose their lower abdomen and genitals, and it pushes their mating into hyperdrive. This is stronger. This is stranger than fiction. Matt Casson, an associate professor of forestry pathology. That West Virginia University tells NPRs all things considered, which I kind of wanted to model this show after, or fresh air or something like that. This is dairy marbles. <laughs> to have to have something that's being manipulated by a fungus to be hypersexual and to have prolonged stamina and just mate like crazy. Casson, who has been studying Massaporia for about five years, says just before the cicadas rise from the ground, the spores of the fungus start to infect the bug. Once it's above ground and starts and starts to shed its skin to become an adult, its butt falls off. Then a white plug of fungus starts to grow in its place. There's a photo of it. Talk about white boy summer. You see that that white spot on his ass there? What falls off? So it's cicada meth. <laughs> Pretty much. It looks as if the backside of the cicada is being replaced either by chalk about one of those nubby middle school erasers, Kaysen said. The insects have no idea what's happening. The fungus, however, is pulling the strings and making the cicadas want to mate with everyone. Males, males that are infected will continue to mate with females, but they'll also pretend to be females so they can spread the fungus to even more partners. I'm out. It's sexually transmittable, Kaysen told NPR. It's a failed mating attempt, of course, because there's no more genitalia there. The fungus causes different reactions in different types of cicadas. Periodical cicadas, which take more than a decade between appearances, get sex crazy from cathinone. 
in early cicadas, I'm sorry, in yearly cicadas, the fungus makes them instead become hypersexual from psilocybin, the same chemical found in psychedelic mushrooms. Kaysen admits, uh, Kaysen estimates Masporia probably infects fewer than 5% of, of cicadas. And as far as he knows, the bugs are not in any pain. Everybody's having a good time while, while they're infected, he says. So don't imagine there's much pain. Probably a desire to maybe listen to some Grateful Dead or something like that, but no pain. <laughs> They'll find a way to synthesize this for Bonnaroo 2021. <laughs> They'll have a, a tent set up. Come get your psilocybin cicada dust. Who wants some cicada ass? Yeah. <laughs> Just smoke it, man. Keep you fucked up Eat all them. day. <laughs> That's that's for it. That that's one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, it's just like it's just a fungus. It's just one of those things. The spores get in there and makes their ass fall off, and and then they they they, they go STDs pansexual. Like <laughs> they take it from anybody, give it to anybody. Yeah. Jeez. Now sooner or later you're gonna hear somebody being saying they got bit with it. All of a sudden. <laughs> It's why I'm gay. <laughs> very progressive for the cicadas to go trans. <laughs> it's 2021, oh. man. You got to stick with it. You spoke about Bonnaroo. You want to tell us some, some concert stories? Oh, man. Uh, there are quite uh, a few. Dingo over here, uh, back in well, back in your younger days, for sure. Yet you hadn't been as much since the the kids came around, uh, we, have you? We haven't been since our oldest was born. Uh, we've gone to a few, few uh, music festivals since then, but we haven't been back to Bonnaroo. It's just too big of a commitment uh, to be gone four or five days and not really know what you're getting into. To be honest, uh, the first time we went uh, was for our uh, honeymoon, um, and we got there, and I'd traveled. Here and there a little bit. My wife had probably never been out of the county that she was raised in, aside from the yearly vacation to Gatlinburg or what have you. <laughs> Hop in the truck, going to Gatlinburg. Uh, but we get to Bonnaroo. We knew the drill, you know, set up your tent, you know, be ready for a good time. We set up our tent, and we're walking around. Hang on a second. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. So y'all knew the deal when you went up there. Yeah, you know, we, we pulled up and um, opened up the truck, set up our tent, and, you know, propped our gear up and whatever. Decided we'd take a little walk around, uh, figure out where everything was and get our bearings, figure out where the What's, stages. Do you know what Bonnaroo is? Uh, just a music festival. That's all right. I, know. Up in, yeah. I know, know what Judd does. I, I know if you knew kind of the vibe they had <clears throat> at Bonnaroo. No, I mean, it's I've all been. over the place. It's, it's pretty yeah. crazy. I just don't know if you're familiar or not. No, I mean, I've never been. I've right, go ahead. Been. I'm sorry. So, so back in the time we were going, it was very jam band-ish. Um, and it uh, sort of got away from that as the years went on. Uh, right now, I think it's mostly electronica and what's hot on the radio, which is kind of a drag. Um, but anyway, we set up our tent, taking a walk around, and we hadn't made it. 500 yards from our tent and there is a naked girl rolling around in the grass tripping hard and we'd never smoked weed before you know <laughs> we'd been drunk a time or two but that's about it and she's rolling around in the grass and she will do every drug and trip every trip for her lord and savior jesus christ and <laughs> we didn't know what Look to do face. It's, 
You're terrified now, ain't you? I'm just, I'm like, cool, what? <laughs> We're standing back, like, do we need to call somebody? You know, what? what's going on here? And it, it wasn't five minutes. A golf cart pulls up, some guys get out and give her a shot in the ass with a <laughs> syringe, put her on the board, and go on with her. Cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's out of a comic book, man. So there were three of us uh, from our little small town uh, environment, and we're just looking at each other like, we may have fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> we may not need to come here. Yeah. If uh, I start rolling around naked outside, don't nobody haul me off in some strange golf cart, man. <clears throat> so we uh, we make our way through to where, like, the big, you know, the grounds are, where they have the stages and everything. You have to walk through um, – I think it's called Terrapin Alley after a Grateful Dead song. And it's just vendors lined up down both sides of the street selling glassware, pipes, bongs. Everybody you come in contact with is going, doses. <laughs> Trying to sell you some acid or, uh, you know, got that K, got special K. <laughs> MDMA. Was MDMA that big not, man? Not, it hadn't. It got that way, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the first, first few years, it was straight. Psychedelics. Yeah. Uh, and people just hollering down the strip, Bloody Marys, get your Bloody Marys. You know, and what, does, it, what is that? It's, it's a drink, you it's know, a just Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. Oh, <laughs> that wasn't code for anything. <laughs> okay, I was thinking, what code? It's like, well, I never heard of a Bloody Mary. What is that? <laughs> you get to, get to the end of the street, and there are people over there with a, like a nitrous oxide tank blowing up balloons, you know, <laughs> blowing up balloons. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we're like, oh, I don't, I don't know if this was a good idea or not, you know. And uh, my buddy, um, he's walking down through there with me, and people are just coming up to him left and right. Hey, man, you need any of this? He's like, no, man, we got plenty. You know, we're good. And then half of them, full would, up, half of them would stop and go, hey, man, what do you got? And he'd have to tell me I was lying. I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> trying to do a barter. I was trying to be cool. It backfired on me. We're <laughs> we're just we're just trying to get where we're going. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was surreal, you know, to to come face to face with people who live like that every day, and they followed Dave Matthews Band on tour, you know, all yeah, summer. Some of those long. folks, that's like their life. Oh yeah, I, I'm sure it's. I don't know what they do for money. They still grilled cheese sandwiches for like two dollars before the show. Yeah, and like and the pooping situation just <laughs> killed it for me. I was like at the show title, the pooping situation, <laughs> <laughs> and you you go through there and it's just. Rows of porta potties, and you know I'm trying to make it four days without having to take a dump because I don't like to go outside of my house for the most part. Um, and people just over here doing hard drugs and eating hummus and all this you know stuff with seeds and crap. And I'm like, you're gonna be it's been a disaster. You're, you're not doing yourself any favors. <laughs> now, even you know the later years. When I felt a little more comfortable, you know, I'm trying to get up at like 5.30 in the morning before there's a line and go do my business, you know, <laughs> in and out. Well, the last time y'all went is when your wife was pregnant with your oldest. Yes. She was like pregnant, pregnant. We got VIP treatment because of the situation, you know, got to camp right next to everything. and They were, they were like in the uh, handicapped. handicapped camp. Yeah. So they were like front row, everything. Wow. Handicapping. Yeah. <coughs> that was a good one. Um, what was the, there was some lady that uh, your wife would buy bead jewelry from or something. She'd tell me about that. About they that the woman was like, 
let's go back here. And she was like, rub it on his wife's belly. Like, oh, it's going to be a beautiful baby. It's like super hippy dippy older woman. Like, oh, it's going to be so, let's go back here and let me rub this crystal on it. No, she was like trying to get her to smoke weed with her. Yeah. <laughs> his oh. wife's like, I don't think it's a smart idea. She was, oh, it's good for babies. She's like, I don't think it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, she had bought jewelry from this lady, you know, several years in a row. You know, we went from 2005 to 2009 or 10 uh, easily. And uh, just get to know people that you see there every year kind of by accident. And it's amazing that they do all these drugs and can recognize somebody they see for four days once a year. Wow. And, you have a connection. Uh, you have like a, a, I guess it's just you have a, a connection, man. Connection. That's it. You're in the galaxy together. You're just floating around. So are you just kind of bouncing from stage to stage, watching Pretty much. Your... Uh, you know, you get the schedule and where each band is going to play and what time, and you just sort of have to plan it out. You know, what do you want to see worse? Um, and it really gets hairy sometimes. Uh, there was one particular lady that my wife wanted to see pretty badly, uh, and she was playing on a small stage and signing autographs afterward. And um, But it was at the same time that Beck was playing on a larger stage, and I wanted to see... Uh, cut it. And, and my wife wanted to see Beck also. And she's like, it's worth it. I'll go stand in line uh, and and meet this lady and get her autograph or whatever. And then I'll go see the rest of his show. And so she, she goes over here and stands in line. And somebody comes out and like, well, sorry, guys. Uh, this uh, the performer she really wanted to see Beck, so she went to his show. stood up. It was one of those situations like, I fucking hate that lady. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never listening to another song she's involved with. <laughs> she's dead to me. That's funny. You now they have like a comedy tent there. They have like a oh, and it's like, loaded too. Like when Conan got fired from NBC, like he went, he did Bonnaroo that year when he was out touring. Oh. The year he couldn't work <laughs> uh he like did bonner like ari shafir goes there it's like a lot of big names go to bonnaroo you know conan pulled out all the stops too i mean he had andy richter with him and you know the the show production was fantastic he had bought um meatloaf's inflatable bat from bat out of hell tour and it you know, came up during on the back of the stage during the set he wore the uh the purple paisley uh leather suit that eddie murphy had worn in one of his early specials, and it was tight. You know, of course. Super tight. Holding seven feet tall. Um, I mean. but, and, you know, he came out, and he's a fantastic guitar player and singer. He played Poke Sal and Annie, you know, <laughs> a number of other songs. Just a great show. But we saw uh, Lewis Black there, Pat Oswalt, um, uh, Flight of the Concords before they had a show on uh, HBO. One of the best things you told me was talking, because me and you went and saw Pussifer together mm-hmm. in Memphis uh, a few years back. Uh, Dingo would tell me he's like letting you know right now don't get your phone out during the show they will throw your ass out Maynard don't fuck with that shit <laughs> they say yeah. no photos during the show he means no photos and he would it was security pacing the whole time looking for a motherfucker wishing somebody would what? pull a phone out and so we left the show. I was like, man, you weren't joking. Like, he, he, it was, they had signs up everywhere. No photos during the show. None. Wow. So we got in the car to leave. And I'm like, hey, what's, what's his, is his deal? Like, I don't want my picture out there. Or is it just, I want you to focus on the music. And you said, you think it's more about focusing on the music. Tell him what he did at Bonnaroo. So. Tool, uh, Tool played. He, he's yeah. the lead singer of Tool and Pussifer and Perfect Circle. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got another story about 
this particular show. We'll, we'll get come back around. We'll circle back around. Uh, so at Bonnaroo, uh, they had made very clear, you know, as you're coming into the gates, don't have your phones out. Um, you know, the band has specifically requested, you know, no phones out during their show. And uh, he actually made an exception during one song. You can have your, your phones out, but people didn't pay any attention to it. They cut their set short by like 45 minutes. Like, it was supposed to be an hour and a half. They played 45 minutes. Like, all right, peace out. <laughs> We're he done. said when they came out, he's like, let's all get one selfie. Everybody get your phone. Let's get a selfie. So he took a selfie with them, you know, with the whole crowd, you know. And, like, they played a song. He's like, all right, seriously, guys, put the phones away. Let's, let's put them up. And the song, he's like, it's the last time. Put them up. And they played another song. He's like, all right, see you later. And just walked off the stage. That's it. Yeah. Maynard, don't fuck around with that show. He's always been like that, though. He's just... An artiste, I guess. I don't know what his thing. If he's really big on people f- focusing on the show and not taking pictures, you know, it, it really does increase your enjoyment of the show. Oh, well, especially at Pussifer, they had they had they had the uh, the screens up. Yeah, there's and, so much and going they were, on. They were playing like videos to go to go along with the music they're playing. I mean, the stage. I mean, the stage was lit, but it wouldn't lit great. It was a it was a very not just an audio experience. It was a very visual experience as well. It was, it was a really good show. Yeah, the lead singer is usually in the shadows. Like he doesn't have a light on him at all. Well, during the tool stuff, he like, he was like behind the mm-hmm. drum set. Yeah, be back, what? <clears throat> yeah, he'll be on. Yeah, he's be on a riser behind the drum. James set. Maynard Keenan. That's like his whole. Yeah, he's really big on, uh, like not having any attention on him. He wants to be able to listen to the music, hmm. and so I didn't know that. Yeah. What was your other story you wanted to tell? Okay, so we made it to the Tool Show at Bonnaroo, and um, we were positioned really close to the sound booth, you know, sort of like in a direct line from the stage, and they have a little fence around it. And we're standing there, and we sort of, you know, you get there kind of early if you don't want to have crap, you know, place to stand, if you want to have any kind of visual. So we got there pretty early. Get to talking around with people around us, you know, having a good time. Hey, how are you? Where are you from? La, 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 la. And, um, you know, there's these big swole-up, beefy security guys just on the other side of the fence uh, here, kind of making sure nobody messes with the, the sound booth. And uh, the show starts, and, uh, you know, we're four or five songs into it. Some particularly heavy song comes on, and the people behind us just sort of slam into us. You know, I was like, what are these assholes doing? They're like, Slam dancing back here and turn around and there is about an 85 pound girl wearing a white t-shirt and nothing else <laughs> wreaking havoc behind us. And she has whipped all of their asses. <laughs> it's that same chick I rolled around the yard before, man. <laughs> the hell was that thing? And gave? she's looking at us. I mean, she's in the middle of something serious, like in her head. And we just picked her up and chucked her over the fence. <laughs> All the beefy guys that were out there, gone. There's about a 120-pound girl, and maybe 20 pounds of that is her belt with walkie-talkies and crap like that on it. And this girl goes to wailing on her. <laughs> it's, it's getting nasty. And like I was like, y'all going to get her some help? <laughs> She's calling, I need help. Because yeah, if, if she crawled up in that sound booth, the show's about to be over. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, she's scrapping with this girl, and people are like, oh, my God, what do I do? And finally, two other, you know, the beef patrol comes back, and they give her a shot in the ass and put her on a board and take her 
A shot mass fixes everything at Bonnaroo, apparently. <laughs> it's the go-to. Yeah. Who got their ass shot handy? We need four more over here. Oh, man. What was, what's like the, the best person you saw at Bonnaroo? Like the best performance, whether it be comedy or music or anything. It's really hard to say because everything, you know, there's so many different genres represented there. Um, maybe the most fun I had there was Guar. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> you know, I I had never listened to a song by Guar. And was Are you familiar with Guar? Not I, a fan. I, know, I, I, I don't know much of their music, but I know what you're right. talking the, about. Like the... They got the mask on and shit, yeah. I don't uh, know if you're familiar with them or not. But I was like, I've seen them on the internet. I got to check this out. So we went, and it was a huge theatrical production and, you know, big costumes on the musicians. And then other people come out there dressed as celebrities, get decapitated on stage, and, you know, <laughs> kind of an Alice Cooper kind of feel. Um, spray the whole crowd with... Blood and alien semen and uh, oh was that when Margaret Cho came out? Yes, they uh, <laughs> they defiled Margaret Cho on stage. <laughs> yes. uh, great show. Tell them what happened after the show when you went to wash off. Uh, they the band exited the stage and had a parade through all of the Bonnaroo grounds to this big fountain. They have a big mushroom fountain, and uh, yeah, they they surrounded the fountain there and did some sort of alien ritual and the water in the fountain turned to blood you know they had added something uh to it it's pretty neat though harpoon yeah. looks so worried right yeah, now man, I probably, probably wouldn't be down with all that man uh, yeah we needed to go to church shortly after keep that on stage oh but let's take a break for a second i gotta go piss this is kind of like finally got the password to the conference call you know, i've been listening to the podcast for a month and a half for two months now you've been like on a Zoom call where I can just listen. <laughs> That's kind of what I wanted. I wanted people to know that you'll want to be like you're listening in on on what we we do around here. Is that okay? Is that saying up there okay for you? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. All right, so. Um, do you want to tell the, the Atlanta trip story? No, that's not my story to tell. Uh, you went to wait for your boy to come here and do yeah. it. If he ever will. Yeah. In 2003, Metallica went on tour for summer sanitarium and, uh, the closest places they were coming were St. Louis and Atlanta. And I looked at the schedule and see where the venues were. And St. Louis was Edward Jones dome. Just air conditioned hockey rink or Turner Field, which is a little slice of hell right in the middle of Atlanta. It's the middle of the summer in Atlanta. <laughs> I think we'll go to St. Louis. <laughs> and uh, my retard friends uh, chose the the latter. <laughs> oh, you went with that trip? No. Oh, that was all then. No, that's not my story to tell. Oh, damn. But it's so good. And oh, it's a great story. Because I was like, this is this is a lie. You're making this shit up. Make a, He's like, no, I'm not. TV novella. <laughs> it was insane. Coming soon to Netflix. Metallica puts on a pretty good show. I've seen them a couple oh, yeah. times. I like Metallica. We were talking about Bonnaroo earlier. They played uh, Bonnaroo. Might have been the last time that I went. Um, Friday night, Pearl Jam. Saturday night, Metallica. Doesn't get much better 
than that. But Chris Rock opened for Metallica. Holy he came shit. out and did about 45 minutes uh, stand-up, and then Metallica came out and played. And this was in uh, the W administration, so he had some good shit. I go bet he off. did. <laughs> you know, when I saw um, Guns N' Roses playing in Vegas, Andrew Dice Clay opened for them. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. That was... That was pretty cool. Um, I think that Pussifer show may have been the last one I went to. Man, you got to get out more. Oh, shit, dude. Well, even then, like, because when those tickets went on sale, I told you, like, hey, man, me and Messer are going to see Pussifer. Do you want to go? And you're like, nah, I don't think so. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, two weeks before the show, he takes me. Hey, man, can I ride with you to Pussifer? I was like, I didn't think you were going. I worked it out. <laughs> I got some choice tickets. <laughs> You ended up getting like the wine tasting tickets or something, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Big dick swanging tickets. Oh, no shit. <laughs> like a $300 ticket. Um, I, I do a lot of singer songwriters now. Um, I'm, I guess I'm getting old or just maturing. I don't know. You know good music. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just like, I don't care. If it's good music, I listen to it. I don't care what, what genre it is, you know. Uh, who Who's. Um, Shit, who was it that, uh, oh, you heard the Black Keys' new album? Oh, it's great. It's Fantastic. Fucking great. It's a ton of just North Mississippi all-stars and uh, old... Um, Blues guys. Yeah, all those Holly Springs guys, a lot of their old songs. But it's, it's fucking great. Fantastic. You heard it? Uh-uh. It's, it's called uh, Dairy Cream. It's really fucking good. They played through it um, in just north of Jackson uh, for about 20 people two weeks ago. Fuck. Bentonia, that's where it was at. Yeah. Blue Front Cafe. Um, it's that toward Yazoo, I think. Yeah, it's a rare ticket. I bet. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. <laughs> try to get in for that. So they're the pulling people. our band numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're going to pull a whole lot more than that. <laughs> so did the people they were playing for did they know that they were a famous band, or did they just think they were just the? Uh, there's a guy uh, there. His name's Jimmy Holmes, and he plays in front of that place seven days a week. Um, and Dan Auerbach, the guy from the Black Keys, uh, got a hold of him and said, "Let's get him up to Nashville, uh, you know, for a few days." And so his his agent, you know, took the call and was like, "I mean, I'll try." And so they get him in the car and drive to Nashville and walk into Dan Auerbach's studio, cut a record in about a day and a half, and got nominated for a Grammy. Uh, no big deal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean, people, you know, were in and out of there. All day long, you know, it's a cafe basically, but they have music at night. Um, I remember it's probably two years ago. I very rarely spend any time on Instagram, but I was scrolling through there and Clutch was at that same bar watching watching a guy play, you know, on their way to Texas or something. Man, (laughs) what a a day to be in the Delta. (laughs) What was it? Um, uh, Dingo's uncle is a pretty well-regarded musician. Um, and he had done work with Amos Lee here a couple, two or three years ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, but more than that, cause we yeah, were working together then. Um, and so Dingo here took him to, took his wife and friend of hers up to watch Amos Lee in Nashville. Is in Oxford, actually. Oxford. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. So, so tell them what happened after the show. So, you know, we, we hang around. We're, we're those people. We'll hang around after the show at the back door just to shake a hand and, you know, tell them, you know, we appreciate what you do. You know, and oftentimes we drive a long way to see it because, you know, we live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, 
and I, I asked him if uh, I knew they had worked together. I said, you know my uncle? And I told him his name. He was like, oh, man, yeah. And he took a selfie with me. And about 10 minutes later, I get the selfie from my uncle. He's like, hanging out with good folks, I see. You know, <laughs> Pretty neat. Amos and... Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> Amos, Amos said he said it to Dingo's uncle. <laughs> uncle's like, yes, my nephew, so what? <laughs> like, it was like no big deal to him. <laughs> Why wouldn't you be hanging out with my nephew? I mean. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. That's your uncle Slash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the hair. It is the hair. <laughs> Sunglasses that are stuck to your face at all times. He uh, he he's always kept a house in Nashville, and it's always been like an older, pretty m- modest house. I mean, it's in a great neighborhood, so there's no telling, you know, what it's. Value, value is, is now but uh but he recently upgraded significantly um a few years back and it's funny the house was like a premier airbnb for all the bachelorette parties in nashville so uh lots of young ladies still had the code to get in the door because he never changed it. <laughs> <laughs> interesting video from the pool that's fantastic. Just stop in, use the John. <laughs> well, gonna be like, there were dildos hanging from the ceiling when he bought it. I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> no, no. That's fantastic. Oh, man. Uh, Jay, y'all been playing anywhere recently? Just the, just the Huntsville show? Huntsville show is the last one. Well, yeah. damn. Yep. Thought you'd be big, big swinging dicks by now. No. You're going to drink that whiskey or you're just going to let the ice melt? Help yourselves. <laughs> Mexican standoff. <clears throat> They're used to top tier service, like I give them around here. So, what's the name of that again? Eagle Rare. Very smooth. Bloop, 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 bloop. Cheers. Good times. Cha-cha. So what else you want to talk about? It's good for what ails you. <clears throat> is it as good as that proper 12? Um, This is a little bit more on fire to me, man. This is pretty stout. Well, I mean, it, it cleared the way. <laughs> 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 that other at proper twelve, man. That was that was real. Smooth. This is the way. Yeah, this is good though. I mean, I haven't had. I, I, I prefer to drink a little bourbon. Um, is that what that is? Oh, it is bourbon. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, but um, yeah, I haven't had that. That's nice though. It is good. Kind of almost has like a little bit of a, a like a jack kick to it. Does it? Do y'all, do y'all taste any of that? No. That's a poor man's whiskey. I don't. <laughs> For the peasants. <laughs> I'm not trying to downplay, man. This or any, of any, any sort. No, no, no. Where's that bottled at? Is that is that from Buffalo Trace or just yeah, something? Different? It is Buffalo Trace. Okay. Well, a lot of a lot of companies buy barrels from others to, you know, to age their stuff. So it, could, I mean, mm-hmm. it very well could be aged in a, well, it's a, a Kentucky. barrel. Yeah. So you I know, mean, from Jack Daniels or Jim Beam. 
That's what Jameson does. That's what we found out when we went through the Jameson distillery is that um, in the U.S. they can't reuse barrels. It's against FDA regulations. And so Jameson will buy used barrels from like Jack Daniels and Jim Beam, all these U.S. distilleries, because they'll reuse them over there because then the barrel is already seasoned. Yeah. You know, and they they put Jameson in that and let it age. What? Now, does that does, does that change the Jameson? At I'm sure, all? it helps the profile because then you know, you don't have the, just I mean, that strong oak flavor to it. I mean, are they having like a like a you know like a different flavored whiskey barrels that they're sending? I mean, are they are they putting their they're putting their whiskey into it? Yeah, reusing those barrels. But I mean, is the 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 different flavors? Like I've never one, been one, able to tell a profile from another one. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. If, no. you can, if you could tell if one was in some one liquor, I'm, one sure, I'm sure somebody with you know taste buds better than mine could. Mine's burnt. So. I know. Uh, <laughs> I just mine beat the shit. I just nah. Glenn Fittick does a 12 year uh, called American Barrel. Um, comes in the blue sleeve, um, and they they advertise. You know, we use American bourbon barrels from Kentucky and shipped over here to age the bourbon. So many years, Scotch. I guess. What's the Jameson they have now? The the Angel Share. Is like a, I don't know. Is that like one. A, yeah, you know that they. We went through that. We did the. Um, we did the the tour. That's what they were showing. You know, like, this is how much. It, like posted up on the wall. Like, this is how much will be left in a a ten year barrel. You know, there's, oh, like, there's like yeah. that much space because then after like a twelve year barrels, there's there's this much space, and then. A fifteen year, there's even more space because it, the, it's evaporating off. They call it at the angel share. The angels are taking it away. Well, they they make a special Jameson now, I think, called the angel share, mm. and I it's haven't seen it. and it's like super fucking aged. It's what little bits left in the, that's the reason those those longer aged whiskeys cost more because there's less in the barrel when they go to pour it up. I didn't know that. Yeah, huh? But I think they do a. They make several different types now. They like they, they, they do so like many. the, the uh, seems like they did like a Jameson Black or a Cask Mates. Yep. Um, they also did one with um, I'm wanting to say it was an IPA. They mixed, I, I didn't see that. Wow. They mixed. Uh, they did something with it. I don't remember. It's it, um, but they they aged it and like a and mixed it with an IPA or some weird stuff. Anyway. It's hard to find uh, around here. You won't see it. No, I'm not a but, fan of it. Do you like IPAs? I don't think I've ever. Asked I like you. some, dude. I can't. I, so I'm, what does I'm, IPA stand for? It's something about the the hops or something. India right? Pale India, Ale. Yeah. Okay. India Pale Ale. Okay. Yeah. See, we went down to the Bahamas one time, and you know, I, I, if I could have like a craft beer, I'll, I'll especially like a Sam Adams, like a Boston Lager, I'll drink that all fucking day long. Again, Guinness isn't really craft, but this is a porter. Darker beers, I love that shit. <clears throat> we were going to the Bahamas. Maybe the last time we went, I think I told you when I got back. That I was like, I got on the plane and I asked the lady. She's like, "What can I get you to drink?" I was like, "What, what beers do you have?" She's like, "No, we got you no know, Budweiser. We have Miller. We have Coors, and like Corona, and they had uh, Sweetwater 420." I was like, oh, "I never had one of those. Just bring it to me." So I cracked it. That thing turned my face inside out. That was it. Was like drinking. Cold piss. It tastes so bad. Yeah. Have you had one before, Dingo? I have had one. What do you think about it? Coulter Wall says you can keep your IPAs. <laughs> Dude, it was the worst fucking beer I ever had in my life, I think. It's like worse than Heineken. Yeah. I didn't like 420 either. God, um, dude. It, I was not a fan of that. It was so damn bitter. You couldn't enjoy it. 
But I did. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to hand her back a one sip beer. So I just like, and then wash it down with some, some vodka. <laughs> Clear the palate, you know. Yeah, I like a lot of stuff. Uh, Voodoo Ranger makes a lot of good, good beer. I like them and uh, what was that we used to drink? The Voodoo Rogue, Dead Guy Rogue, Dead Guy Rogue. That's what we yeah. used to drink all the time. That was so good. Mm-hmm. Dead Guy's good. Um, that's uh, when you went down to the Bahamas, did you? That was James's beer. He liked Dead Guy Rogue. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Did you drink any any of their beer down there? I was trying not to poop. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to poop while I was there. No. Um, yeah, I forget. You don't you don't shit outside your house. I forget about that. He would go to leave work some days. Like, what time are you out of here? I'm like seven. He's like, okay, good. I gotta go. I'm like, why? Well, like, I'm about to shit my pants. I gotta get home. He's like an hour away from home. Oh, He's like, slow. he would tear ass literally out of the parking lot. Hit the trace. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I didn't. I didn't try anything. Two adventurous uh, while we were down there. I did try the uh, the national soda of the Bahamas. Go I ahead. I think I can't even call, remember what it's called. It's like Goombay. Goombay Punch. That's, That's it, it, man. And it is like a meth addict's dream. <laughs> like what? <laughs> it is pure cane it, sugar. It, it is the sweetest fucking soda you'll ever drink in your entire life. They make it with cicada butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's like a pineapple soda. Yeah. And it's... It, it's, it's if you took dum-dum pineapple suckers... Suckers and melted them. And melted them down <laughs> and carbonated it, you would have this good. drink. It, it's, it's delicious. It's so... Like on a hot day, so good. Put a little rum in it. If you don't care for your belly hurting, you know? Because <laughs> it's, it's way too sweet. Because y'all went like two weeks before we went for the first time. Yeah. And you're like, when you're down there... Get you a Goombay punch. I'm like, all right. So we got down there. Hurricane Sandy was coming. And so we went downtown one day. And I went to a corner store. When you get off a bus downtown, there's a corner store right there. I went in there. And that's the first thing you see is a Goombay punch. I'm like, oh, I have one of those. I took one swig and I was like, fuck. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> punch in the mouth. So I come out. I think I ever told you the taxi story in the Bahamas. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, okay. So I come out and like on the main drag um through Nassau downtown, it's all luxury stores. It's like Coach and and like uh Rolex and Omega. I mean really high end like jewelry stores and stuff. And it's right there where the cruise port's at. That's why they're there, because the people come off the cruise ships right there. Right. And so I come out of the corner store and I got that drink. And Tink said, I'm going to go to the coach store. Okay. <laughs> so she go across the street to the coach store. I said, you go in there. I'm going to stand right here. And I was dressed kind of like that. I had on a t-shirt, a pair of like camouflage cargo pants. I had my head peeled. Then I had really, really short hair, beard, flip flops. Huh. So I'm standing outside this coach store, holding this Goombay punch, smoking a cigarette, you know, just sunglasses on, just kind of minding my own business. Didn't have a phone on me or anything. And so I'm standing there, kicking rocks, smoking my cig, and I heard, how much? Look up, and it's this little, like, 70-year-old man. Like, picture a 70-year-old tourist in your head. Gray hair, glasses, socks up to his knees, flip-flops on, you know. And his wife's, like, clutching his arm. He's like, how much? How much for what? And he's like. 
riding your taxi. There's <laughs> a taxi part behind me. I was like, oh man, that one us. <laughs> like, no, I'm a homeless vet. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not a taxi driver. He's like, oh. And then you're just, you're just a guy across the street's like, it's me. It's me. You know, <laughs> hop in. I'll braid your hair on the way. <laughs> So Tink comes out of the coach store. I was like, apparently I've gone native. I had some, <laughs> some seven-year-old. Everybody in the Bahamas, any white guy in the Bahamas, was like, looks like a gun runner. They look like a bunch of drug dealers. They all have like piercings and huge beards. Corn you know, What's that? <laughs> got the corn cornrows. <laughs> and so, yeah. I was like, well, apparently I, I fit right in with the white folks down here. Jeez. <laughs> I think I was a taxi driver standing outside. That's hilarious. Here's what you should have done. Like 20, bu- 20 bucks up front, man. Go have a seat. <laughs> I'd have got ran over. You know, they, they drive on the, on the wrong side of the road there. You know, it's the reason I like, <clears throat> I've said a number of times, you know, I was like, Hey, let's got to go, you know, maybe rent a bike, go for, go for a ride. I'm scooping a car right around the island. I was like, mm, I see how those assholes drive downtown. <laughs> so I'd get run over the first day I went out there. Yeah. Ain't gonna happen. We did the ATVs. You know, we rented like a four wheeler. <laughs> well, at least you're off road doing that. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't have to worry about. It. Oh my god! Like people standing in the middle of the street selling uh, prepaid phone cards. <laughs> got straight talk. Got Flag your ass down. <laughs> and uh, we we had a guy that was sort of going around with us that knew the place. He's like, "Yeah, that's the guy. You need a phone card. That's the guy. Come out here. <laughs> He's the one guy card. on the island you get phone cards from. <laughs> Everybody knows him." <laughs> That's what we were, what were we talking about with that. I was talking to some, maybe an Addison the other day. How you know like, small towns always have like that that one guy. Oh yeah, you know we had ours. Mm-hmm. What whatever happened to Walking Eddie? Could not tell. You. <laughs> I just have to assume he got hit. That dude, he walked the road from sunup to sundown. That's all he ever did. He walked from our town to the neighboring town and back. Wow, all day long. He would always wave and he went by, threw his hand up. I, I thought it was just like us, but apparently every small oh, no. town has got like their own little. You know, here they had Kenny Cuddy or what's his name? Smiley. Cody. Cody. Oh, yeah, he had him Kenny. too. <laughs> Kenny Cody. <laughs> you remember Smiley? Yeah. 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 That was our walker. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got. I got <laughs> day that he was coming up the hill there. Pushing a bicycle, I'm sure. He's trying to ride it. <laughs> Cody. Never seen this story. Uh-uh. I was trying to call Judd about something. It was one Friday, like around four. Like I was getting ready to wind up the day. And uh, you know where my shop was at? Uh-huh. Top of that hill. You know, so I was like the phone's ringing. Like I see him. He's like struggling. because He's wearing like five layers of clothing. Right. And it's July. Yeah. He's got a bicycle helmet on that don't fit. It's like in front of his eyes, you know, and he's, and finally he like stops. And by the time Judd says, hello, he pushed that bicycle helmet back and just pukes all over the oh. And I went, oh shit. And he goes, what? I said, I said Cody's here just blowing chunks in front of my shot. Was, what? I said, I said, he was trying to pedal this bike up. He's got on three damn jackets in the middle of July. I said he stopped in the middle of the road and pushed his bicycle helmet up. His puked everywhere. He goes, oh. What the fuck? I don't know, man. He would just put away eight pounds of Chinese food for six ninety six <laughs> over by the ball mart. Dude, I'm gonna tell you something. Back in the day, <coughs> he would come in the he would come in the restaurant and um, order some food, and it was 
it was before I had a dine-in, so it was just a carry-out and delivery. But I always had like a little bench or something in there for people to sit down, you know, wait. They're just sit, you know, they're just waiting. Well, he comes in and orders his pizza or whatever, and he's sitting there. And man, all I could smell was cat piss. Ooh. I'm talking about just. Oh my gosh. And I'm sure it probably wasn't cat piss, but that's all. I, I mean, it's all I could think of. And it was hot. I was like, okay, bro, you got to come sit outside, man. You can't, you can't be in here anymore. Right. You know, you're reeking my whole place up. And he it's goes, like your restaurant was huge. It was a little bitty hole in the wall. Yeah. You know, so it, oh yeah. It's like a, any like kind a, of smell is proliferated throughout the whole place. It might've been like a 15 by 15 man front. Counter, front area. Yeah. You know, front area. It was, it was. You know, it wasn't much to it. And he knew. Well, yeah, Did he? Like eight, eight coats <laughs> yeah. on, man. I mean, I was like, dude, man, what are you, I mean, I don't know. He was a, he was a interesting specimen. Um, <laughs> I mean, I used to see him like at the Chinese place, uh, you would order, uh, the buffet, uh, you know, or you could wait on something. He would get the buffet to go and he would get this tray. You know, they just hand you a tray and you go fill it up, whatever. He goes fill the tray up, sit down at a table and eat it, and then go fill it up again and then leave. They pretty much kicked him out after so long, but that was his. That was his when they argued about he, he got the buffet to eat there. <laughs> right. Okay. And like just piled this plate high, <laughs> ate all of it and piled another one big. And so he goes, <laughs> the, the guy who runs the Chinese place, he's like, I get a to go plate. And they're like, no, if you pay for the to-go buffet, yeah. No, I, I also want to throw all this food away. I want to take it home with me. He's like, you pay. He's like, well, I've already paid, but I just want to, you know, I don't want to throw all this food away. <laughs> this thing, like, you know, triple stacked you know, with food. And finally, the Chinese guy's like, well, here, just go. <laughs> yeah. You get this one. Yeah. <laughs> one time. One time. Next time. <laughs> Bring your own wheelbarrow. Yeah. <laughs> did have a basket on that bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Fucking full of egg rolls. And we don't we don't have Walking Eddie anymore. We have a a lady. Um, I don't know what her name is. She hadn't got a a gimmick. Uh, not yet. Not yet. But she's forevermore walking in and around town. Fucking jabroni. Also has the cat piss affliction. Mm. Oh no! <laughs> it's, it's Crazy Edna. <laughs> there was a, I mean, there was a lady that walked around our town about two years ago, and I would see her out by the marina. Holy know, shit! And out, oh yeah, over there by mm. Walmart. You know, I mean, that's like a good six mile. That's a good run through town. You no, know, yeah. And um, I was like, and she was always walking, always. You know that that um, that hotel that's over there on the access road. Mm-hmm. Um, she would get food delivered over there from time to time. So I think that she would, she would stay, like get a room or something yeah. from time to time or whatever. Um, and then, you know, whenever she'd catch a ride, cause she would stop by the store, man, going, Hey man, you know, can you get somebody to drop me off on the next delivery? Wherever <laughs> it is? I'm like, no, man. No, we're pizza not. and taxi service. Yeah. We're not dropping you off anywhere. No. <laughs> Drop you no, on your head. No, so thanks, Linda. Liability. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I mean, you know, I mean, can you think? I mean, of all the craziness that could go down on that ride, and and then all of a sudden, like, she fall off in a, in a ditch, you know, tumble down, you know. I mean, and, 
And then, I mean, heck, I would be responsible for letting some little old lady man fall off in a ditch. I couldn't do that. I was like, no, I'm sorry. But I don't know if she may have made it to y'all's town up there is what I'm getting at. <laughs> the, uh, the, the local authorities here are pretty bad to just put them in the car and take them to the city limit and kick them out. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> it wouldn't, when me and Dingo worked asset, worked asset protection together, there was a time I went to, to uh, court on a case. And when the judge there, uh, he said, you know, a few years back before he became the judge, he said there was a guy who was constantly causing problems there in town, like always in court on something. And the judge there said, where are you from exactly? Well, I'm from my family's in Vermont. He's like, well, we're going to get you back up there. And they passed the hat in the courtroom and gathered up money and got him a bus ticket and sent him back to Vermont. <laughs> you? It was cheaper for them to do that than have to spend all those man hours policing that man around town all the time. Yeah. Speaking of which, how long have you been, how long have you been doing asset protection now? Total. Ooh, 15 see. years? Oh, only about nine. Really? I thought, I thought you were doing it before me and Ting oh, got wait, together. Yeah, you may be right. I'm, I'm getting old enough. It's probably, You're losing track? <laughs> yeah, actually. It's, it's close to 15, but there have been some breaks in there when That's I do true. operations instead. What's the craziest stop you ever had? Ooh, uh, there's so many where you know it's just somebody you don't expect, an older man on a little motorized the scooter. guy I got who was eating yeah. pound yeah. of bologna white riding around for three yeah, hours. That guy is still very active. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, yes. They they catch him at uh, dude. He had a fucking colostomy bag. That's what I called him. Yeah, a couple of counties north of here, they catch him on the regular. Wow. Yeah, and he catches a trespass and you know charge every time too because you know they can't really you can't lock him up. I mean, he's yeah. disabled, disabled. Yeah, I followed him one night for damn near three hours, and the whole and he's gotten he ain't got a tooth in his head. He ate a pound of bologna, raw bologna, <laughs> riding around, uh, stealing stink bait, fishing lures, everything. Time magazine. You, you name it, just like, just take some shit in his pocket, man. Just, random. Hey, he he got he got a uh, like those reusable shopping bags. You can buy them up front, and like cut the tag off of it and wrote his name on it, and then just rode around the store throwing shit in it. Filling it up. And then he went to the front and just went to ride out the door. Oh, this is mine. See, this is mine. It's got my name on it. The thing is, he stole the sharpie he wrote his name on it with. Wow. They came in there with nothing. Sacked <laughs> him a sack full. <laughs> Didn't bring his own sharpie. I was at another store. Um, oh, it's somewhere somewhere down south. What's wrong, John? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> the senior citizens are the best. You are the best. They're, they're at least entertaining. We had one. Uh, got her in the office. You know, she's too old to prosecute. Um, but like, noticed her doing this, reaching back. You know, hits the trash can. Uh, ma'am, what was what was that? A gerant? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. What a gerant? <coughs> sure enough, she done dropped a dropped her spliff there in the, in the trash can in the office, <laughs> trying to get rid of it before the cops show up, yeah. right? Yeah. 
there, there's untold numbers of folks. <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom real bad. Yeah, all of a sudden they gotta piss themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know when I was doing training, you know, they had preached to us: don't touch the person, don't physically touch them to stop them. And so we've been following this lady. Well, they probably told you a couple extra times because you look like Bluto. <laughs> <laughs> Like that dude's still in stink bait and baloney. I ain't touching him anyway. I twist your arm, brother. Come here. And so we've been following this lady, and uh, and so they stuck me at the door. They're like, you know, we're we're gonna keep watching her. You make the stop, like, not a problem. So I'm sitting on the bench. Are you like cracking your knuckles at the time, <laughs> popping my neck? neck? Yeah. And so uh, here she comes. They're like, ah, right, here she comes. Here she comes. And she might weigh 107 pounds soaking wet. I mean, she's just tweaking her head off. You know, she's all, arms are all scabbed up and shit. Mm. You know, and I'm like, ma'am, stop. We talked to you about stuff. You got in your purse. I ain't got to stop for shit. She went to go around <laughs> me while I took a step. She's like, you need to move. Well, the lady who was training me used to be a cop in Houston. And so <laughs> she's like, Come on with us. She's I ain't gonna know where we this woman grabbed her by the neck. By the scrap of the neck. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Took her across the front the front of the store, like holding her up both like settle down. Like, 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 a, like a dog with a you grab by the scrap. Like, quit that, you know. She had this woman janked up and she was like walking on one leg. Put me down. Put me down. I was like, I thought we couldn't touch these people. <laughs> you can't touch her. <laughs> Don't touch that person. She just grabs a hold of her and shakes her good. Put her in the room. Like, shit, I guess there, there are no rules, I guess, right? Like Outback Steakhouse. No rules, just right. <laughs> uh, we had some, some wild times. You know, I've, I've been doing it long enough to, you used to have a little more free range about what you could do. Um, and and now it's very much, please don't sue us. We would just really like that stuff back, <laughs> if you don't mind. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, they say you can't touch them. If they happen to touch you and you don't move, you get a good shoulder check in. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. You said back in the day it used to be like the Wild West. Oh, yeah. Um, I had a, an instance here. Uh, had, oh, yeah. <laughs> had, a, had a couple of guys. And... This was back when they had, uh, you know, Xbox and PlayStation. You know, actually, you bought a disc to play the game with, and these guys just loaded their cargo shorts up with it. Um, and we we had stopped them, and one of them, you know, makes a break for it, and the other one pushes me, and you know, they they're both running out there, and I'm walking, you know, very briskly walking uh, on their six, uh, and trying to catch up with them in time because the cops are on their way, and. Uh, Freaking Xbox game falls out of homeboy's pocket, and I step on it, and it's like a banana peel. You know, <laughs> Mario carting out here. You ate uh, shit. I, I ate it. Uh, getting up, blood just pouring out of my chin here. Uh, the cops roll up about that time and think that these guys have assaulted me, and it is <laughs> all the way on. <laughs> <laughs> They ready to whoop some ass. <laughs> they have because you know I got along with law enforcement here, like peas and carrots. Uh, they 
don't even hesitate. Run the car to the end of the parking lot, pop the door, let the dog out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit! And these guys have run out of their shoes in the quagmire mud out behind the building, and so they're running barefoot. With um, yeah, they went like from the store toward First Baptist, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, oh. so that field there. <laughs> so they're running barefoot through a fresh cut field with Rain. a monster behind them. You know, <laughs> like, you're fixing to sink some teeth into some flesh. You got to think those guys thought. What the hell was I thinking, man? How did this wind up me being dog bait? I actually ended up going to see uh, Nancy, and yeah. she was like, we don't do stitches on the face. Sorry, <laughs> you need to go elsewhere, sir. Like, Take your bloody stuff away from here. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like, I'm just trying to get it sewed up. I don't care if it leaves a scar. <laughs> oh, what happened at night? Was it during the day? It was in the evening. It was probably about 4, 4.30. I thought it was later than that for some reason. That's that's pretty nutty. And there's just a couple of local guy, local kids that just decided. Probably college that. kids, weren't they? Yeah, probably. Uh, they were. They were fairly local. Yeah, just mm. troublemakers. Yeah, you probably hired them at some point. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> they probably didn't show up after the first day. <laughs> like, oh man, it's hot in here. Yeah, yeah it don't it don't get any cooler. That's right. Let's go back to robbing games from the. We wall. can't wear flip flops in here. What? Yeah. I think the best one that the best thing one of the best ones me me and, and Dingo were ever ever really involved in. I got it from court one day. And you know when you walk in somewhere and you see a guy, you know he's up to no good? That was me coming back from court the day. I walked into the store and I saw a guy, I'm like, he's shoplifting. <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind that dude's stealing some shit. It's one of those guys. He couldn't stop looking around like looking around. Like he would, he was giving it away. He was. Oh, is this the kid uh, with the shoes? What is that kid with the shoes? Was <laughs> 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 I, I told you this before? I don't know. Okay. So I followed this kid for three hours. Pick up shit, put it in his pocket, take it out of his pocket, pick up shit, put it in his pocket, take it. He had a bag from another store in the cart, like he came in with. So I followed and watched. He he takes stuff out of package and put it in his pocket. Take it out of his pocket, put it down. Go back and pick it up. Put it back in his pocket. It was not. It was you. Just, you didn't really know what he had and what he didn't fucking have. Got to that point, but you could tell, man, that probably something on the inside was just tearing at him because he kept taking it out of his pocket. Well, he just like it was just nonstop. You know, like he was on something, sweating profusely. You know, you just tell it. And so I pick him. So I pick up a ratchet set and put it like on the top, the top part of his cart. Dingo was watching the front door for me. So I was going to, he's like, yeah, the guy's in the front door if you're going to grab him. I'm like, okay. So I take off and I stop him right when he gets through the door. I'm right there. Like, and I thought I told you about this stuff you got in your cart right here. He's like, oh yeah. Okay. He's like, like a little shoulder juke and went to like run by me. <laughs> he caught his foot like, on the bench <laughs> and he goes ass over tea kettle. <laughs> his shoes fly off. <laughs> <laughs> Both his shoes pop off his feet. Okay, and he hit like those sliding doors. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they, you can open them up to clean them. He hit that son of a bitch; it popped wide open. And so he's laid on, laid on his ass on the ground. Dingo, in his beautiful mind, pushes that door shut on him, trying to hold him. He's trying to get up. He's, like, <laughs> he's holding that fucking door <laughs> against him. He squirms out. He's off called the cross parking lot, so I call the cops. I got this guy, this white kid. White t-shirt, black shorts. He's headed across the street. 
And so, like, I'm getting all the stuff together. Got his shoes. Cause he's only got on his socks now. And I go back in there and uh, get everything rung up, make a report, you know, and do all this stuff. And so, maybe five minutes later, one of the girls in there is like, do you call the cops? I'm like, yeah, like five minutes ago. Like, they're out front when to talk to you. I'm like, okay, I need to go get a case number from them anyway. Okay. I got the motherfucker in the back of the, in the back seat of the car. <laughs> like, damn. It's usually once you call the cops, if the guys ran off, they're not going to, they're not going to catch him. This is where our store was at such a high concentrated traffic area. It's like, damn, you got him. He's like, yeah. He said, it's kind of weird. He said, you called it at like, the worst possible time. Cause they were, it was like at five o'clock. They were changing shifts or six, whatever it was. He said, so it was, you were my first call I was taken. Just left the station. Got across town. He was, when I was getting off, getting off the highway on the exit, we got a call from another general about a sketchy guy and there were no shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> he said, so you know, I'm not, that's the same guy. He said, when I saw my dollar general away here and picked him up for you. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, he got some shoes. Oh, he, he went to shoot. He left some shoes. A pair. He had two pairs of shoes. He had one on his feet. He, had pair, shoe, pair he was of trying shoes to steal a pair, right? He had stolen them already from another, like from Coles or something. Oh, okay. He lost one of them. I had one of his shoes. He still had one on. So I told that cut. It still had like the security tags on them. So the cop said, I want a shoe. That's going back to the store it came from. He's like, all right. <laughs> took off his foot. Dang. And I gave him like the stuff. I said, I want him to take, take him to jail. Go on. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a that was pretty fun. Now was he another local kid? Oh, he's always part of local. Except for the one guy, the one time Dingo tried to be nice. Remember the guy you got with the the water hose? Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he caught a guy swapping uh the UPC codes on the water hose. Like took a cheaper one off and stuck it on a more expensive one uh-huh. and scanned it. He got the guy. He ended up letting the guy go because it was like three cents under what we, what we could prosecute on. He's like, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't let you go. I still had to type up the report. He done the same damn thing in Atlanta, like two months beforehand. I was like, you're like, son of a bitch. You know? Why, why do you need so many water hoses? <laughs> he did, he did one in Atlanta, it was one like on an iron or something. It was like on an appliance. It was, yeah, but like most, most people who, who do it around here, they're local criminals. Yeah. Like they're, they're frequent flyers. So what's the monetary value on what you can charge or what you can. Was it 25 oh, or 20? It's top secret. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's yeah, somewhere around there. Like, you know, just curious. <coughs> Asking for a friend. They <laughs> <laughs> wanted to be, I think around like, I can't remember what it was. It was 20, 25, one. Um, but then like they have age limits on. So what's the what's the punishment for swapping a tag like that? That shoplifted. You just treated a shoplifting. Yeah. So and what is, what's that? What's that? What's that cost them? Or what is that? Two fifty to a thousand dollar fine yeah, or something. It, it's up to the municipality. Like um, here, I don't think it's that much, but like where I am now, it's like eight hundred bucks. Seriously? Uh, yeah. And Shit. If, if you tack trespassing onto it, uh, they're they're out some cash. Mm. You know, a lot of the uh, people that do asset protection at different stores. Have a big group text or a, you know an online presence where we kind of swap pictures and try to identify people. Had had one come across the other day. A uh, guy has uh, made his way out of the building with a pair of headphones, like cracked them out and just put them around his neck, walking out the door with it. And the picture uh, that they snapped from the CCTV, 
the, the loss prevention person is like right behind him, reaching. He's just like, let me get that off your player. <laughs> cool. like, Pull him off his neck. <laughs> you see him? Oh, yeah. He's yank him out of, her head, out of his head. Yeah, let me get that real quick. Man, it's like I get talking. My nose starts running like crazy. Oh, man. Um, I can't. Is meat still a problem? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, um, we still do blitzes uh, from time to time. You know, everybody get together in yep. one location. Uh, I didn't have to go to the last one, uh, uh, but my subordinate went for me. And uh, I guess they don't have a very good relationship with law enforcement in that town. Like, they just won't come get the guys once they get them in the office. And they'll take a report, and that's that. You know, back out on the street, do whatever you want. If you want to catch this guy in the parking lot and whip his ass later, you know, good for you. <laughs> but, Jesus. Um, he he called me uh, the second day. He's like, we just got a lady on felony. It's like shrimp lobster tails. Oh, <laughs> my like, God. It's like, you're kidding me. <laughs> I was like, they come pick that one up? He's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They were fighting over who was going to get to put her in the car. <laughs> well, we got that big felony stop there once uh, when Jamie was helping us. <clears throat> I just I saw these two guys come in. They looked, I don't know, some people, like, they just give off the vibe. You know what I mean? And these two guys came in, they split up, and they went and loaded up. One guy went, when I was following, went and loaded up a cart full of, like, auto cleaning supplies. Towels and armor all and all this stuff. Just had the cart. I mean, I don't mean just like had a few. It was loaded, like you know, topped off. You don't have to electronics. Got like three thirty-two inch TVs and put them underneath the bottom. And his buddy had like TVs and DVD players. It's loaded up a cart full of them. And they they got and they split and they each were trying to go out a, a door each. One trying to go out this door. One trying to go a door on the other end of the building. And just so happened, there was three of us there that day. <laughs> and I, I tried to stop me and me and Dingo tried to stop one, and she was trying to grab the other one. And they both ditched the stuff and tried to take off running. It was a it was a felony stop. We ended up we ended up finding them. Wow! But we had a really good relationship with our law enforcement. We had a a detective in town who fantastic. He did he focused big time on retail crime, and it wasn't just us. It was it was our store, stores the mall. If we had any kind of issues, he was a phone call away. And, man, I mean, he, he went after them. Hmm. The, 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 our state dropped the penalty on uh, shoplifting like the year I started there. Like, it went from being like a Class B misdemeanor to, like, nothing. You had to have a lot more, had to be a lot more value to be, be considered an actual crime. Just so much of it going on that they just didn't want to mess with it. Well, the state just was like, oh, fuck this. We're making enough money off of it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and, and then it just skyrocketed, you know, because it came, became such a, just a frivolous thing to do. I wonder if it had anything to do with, because uh, you know, that was not that long after they cracked down on um, Sudafed, you know, because I think so much shoplifting retail crime was revolving around methamphetamine production that when that got harder to do that, they just stopped worrying with it as much. Yeah. Well, they, they, they yeah, they cracked down so much on Sudafed. You, you can't buy Sudafed now without damn blood sample and your, your ID, they put you in a book, all this kind of stuff. Now. Wow. You don't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you buy any kind of like Sudafed, yeah, you can put Claritin behind the counter. Um, 
you go to like buy anything with any kind of the pseudoephedrine base, they get like this binder out and open it up. Yep. Need your ID. Let's prick your finger. Let's it was not really pricking the finger, but like you have to get an ID. You put your ID down. You only buy one or two boxes at a time. And it's different from state to state too, because people were still wearing them out. You know, they would come here and buy what they could buy, and then go next state over and buy what they could buy. But it did cut down on a ton of the manufacture. Of the well, yeah, but people now are. Bake. Yeah, <laughs> um, we saw a lot of people who, who would come and uh, shoplift over the counter drugs, take to the flea market. To the flea market, like a, a the big bottle of Prevacid was the really expensive one. Yeah, the heartburn stuff is yeah. is hot. Um, the big like a big bottle of that is like thirty two dollars for a long time. Uh, they take, it, they take it the flea market sell it for ten. The uh, the high blood pressure cough medicine, coracidin, I think is what it's called. And kids are just taking handfuls of them and getting wasted. <laughs> wow. no. I'm gonna start blowing the bleep about the name of this and these stuff we're handing out. <laughs> we'll be helping kids getting high on this show. Come on, get high on life. Yeah, I said it was a high blood pressure cough medicine. You can cut the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, y'all got anything else tonight? Man, I've had some uh, other guys shot. Did I shoot you a picture? Or I tell you about that, uh, about the, um, you know, the online dating thing, the picture. Uh, I came oh, across. You sent me a picture. I can't remember what it was, though. What was it? I, I came across. I, so I'm starting to do this online dating uh, stuff. <clears throat> and anyway, so I was swiping pictures left and right or whatever. And I come across some of the strangest looking people i mean just absolutely almost just like what you know how did you ever think that that was a good picture to put out yeah so juggalos huh <laughs> they juggalos looking for love i, I guess man. but <laughs> the uh so this one that i came across was um this uh this female who had a very gangsterish look to her and her and her gun was out you know and <coughs> one-eyed look on her face i'm just like you're on a date inside i mean what the heck i mean really and i'm sure there's somebody out there going man that's my dream girl you know? <laughs> not me man i'm just like golly now i would think that you don't put like your best foot forward well, I, you I know mean, what i mean yeah i do i think that if i was to make it like a dating profile i would want to at least look like i would if i was going out to the club for the night you know, look halfway decent dressed. There's yeah. a lot of people that that I mean could use some help. <laughs> I mean, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying truer that. words have never been spoken. <laughs> I'm not trying to say I got it figured out by any stretch, but I'm just Man, saying you're swiping left like it ain't no thing. <laughs> some of them, you're just thinking, "Wow, man! I mean, you put like zero effort into that." Which I mean, they may not, they strictly may not give a shit, but. Now, I was hoping this would come up because I've listened to you talk about the dating situation online. And I, man, props to you. If, if I were single right now, I would die a single man. I would probably <laughs> just invest in lotion and towels and, and call it a day. I, it's, it's a, it's a terrible thing. Um, it, it creates a huge vacuum. Oh, yeah. In your life, you know, when, when, a, when that's missing to me. And, you know, I mean, I would much rather be in a, uh, a, 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 a relationship, you know, a monogamous 
you know, caring relationship. That's, that's what I, you know, would like. And, uh, and now just, to to be meeting random people or not necessarily just, but, uh, not meeting them in person, but just, just introducing yourself to somebody brand new, you know, and, and starting these, you know, infant conversations to try to figure out, Hey man, do I even want to meet you in person, you know, or whatever. It's just, man, it's so stressful. I have a, a friend who is, you know, always been single, um, just never had a relationship, you know, worth calling home about. And when, um, virtual dating or, or online dating, whatever you want to call it, you know, it, uh, came about, you know, she was sort of coming into that age where, you know, play the field and, uh, you know, it's just never panned out and it's, it's always a quick hookup. Probably not going to call you again. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the environment that, that she's found out there just for now. She's never said that out loud, but just what I gather from it. I don't know that I've ever met a single guy that, uh, she's found online and, uh, you know, had a, a good enough time that, you know, it's maybe meet the friends time. <clears throat> Almost all of the, um, women across the board have some sort of a line in their bio of, of like, I'm not here for a hookup. You know, they're, they're, Lies. they're trying to put it out there. I mean, I'm sure, man, that that's, that's 90% of what's going on. You know, everybody's just trying to hook up, but you know, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm older. I'm not, I'm not looking to rack up a bunch of numbers. You know what I mean? I'm looking, I want to just hang out with somebody and eat dinner and, you know, just be cool. Yeah, I thought Netflix and chill was Netflix and chill. <laughs> I was wrong no, about it was that. Not. <laughs> so, yeah. It's not that at all. <laughs> yeah, I saw an article. They said Tinder's adding a uh, "Are you sure?" button. Have you heard about that? Uh-uh. I think I was thinking the article actually. <laughs> like, find it right quick. Uh, yeah, it's like I saw it like this afternoon. I was like, I don't know, say this in case it comes up. Um. So after you swipe it, ask you if you're no, 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 no. Before you send a message. Oh, oh. Algorithm's <laughs> <laughs> like mm-hmm. four at best. How drunk are you right now? <laughs> Tinder's launching a new messaging feature called "Are You Sure," aimed at preventing harassment on the dating app. The industry-first safety feature offers a real-time warning to users to think twice about their opening line. Are you sure? uses AI to detect harmful language and proactively intervene to warn the, to warn the saint sender their message may be offensive, asking them to pause before hitting send. The AI was built on what members have reported in the past, and it will continue to evolve and improve over time. The app cited recent statistics from the Pew Research Center indicating that in 2020, roughly 20, I'm sorry, roughly 40% of Americans experienced some form of online harassment. Tinder said that in early testing, are you sure reduces inappropriate language and messages by more than 10%. Additionally, users who saw the, are you sure prompt were less likely to be reported for inappropriate messages over the next month. A promising sign that the feature may have long-term effects on changing the toxic dating behavior. It's just, it's just, you know, when you type something out, it's able to pick up on sure. It's what you want to say. First thing, right. You know, so it seems like they're trying to, steer people more into a, Hey, how you doing? You know, instead of a, 
I was what you want, impression girl. that like your first message was just a picture of your hog. Like, <laughs> I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's some guys come online, man, you know, I mean, I guess, uh, I would think now, I mean, of course, you know, just, just me, I would think that it would be in your best interest to get off of the site as quick as possible, meet somebody, have a, you know, find out if you have a connection or some sort, you know, and be like, Hey, give me your phone number. You know, yeah. or hey, let's exchange numbers, or hey, let's go have coffee, or whatever you do. I don't, you know, but I would think that, you know, as as soon as you find somebody that you know you would like, that I mean, I don't know, maybe 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 I'm wrong, I don't know, but um, it would seem like the longer you're on there texting them back and forth, the less likely you are to actually meet them. There's one dating service. I don't know if it's still around or not. I used to think it was called Hinge. And their their like catchphrase or byline, whatever their pitch was, you know, we developed this app to be deleted. Hmm. Their their whole point was to get you in a relationship. You know, it wouldn't just supposed to be like a perpetual hookup app. Respect you know, that. does do these apps have like a any way to indicate how long you've been you know riding the rails of. Does it yeah. show other people like he's yeah. been on for six months or been three now, months? Or this guy's a veteran. Five years. I don't know. Um, like the Zillow of humans. <laughs> been on the market for hundred for four hundred days. <laughs> not that I know of. Not that I've seen. You know, <clears throat> sometimes they'll you'll see uh, like if it's somebody that's just new to the site, you'll see like a new user or recently single or something. Something. Excuse me. That that the app would put on there. You know, and then most of the rest of the time, I mean, and that's just, that's just sprinkled in. Here's Harpoon. Been around a while. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's real, it's real different. It's just, it's crazy. I wouldn't recommend it. I couldn't. Oh, you're not, you're not digging it? No, I'm not at all. I couldn't see. It's just not who I am anymore. Earlier in life, man, this would have been me times 10, but it's just not where I'm at now. Yeah. You know. So I do a lot of, but at least you tried it. I mean, you can, yeah, you can say that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, and it's know, just I mean, not your cup of tea though. It's just not, I mean, it may be, it may be what I have to do, you know, I don't know. Or, or it may be, it may just be a, a, a portion of being single, you know, or, or something. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just really weird. I mean, I do get some of the, some of the strangest looking people like, like this little dude right here, like your, <laughs> Oh, this is uh this week I got a, a uh, life-size figure of Joe Boo from uh, Major League, uh, Serrano's uh, Santorian god. He would pour a shot of rum to. Uh, it's, so yeah, Harpoon is saying that some some of the ladies that he he sees on on Tinder looks like Joe Boo. Like like that's one that I had. Oh my! That you know had said you know. Ooh, hey, she's hey, your would, age. I would like to. Uh, you know, uh, you right. wanna, she, she's no. Swiped, she swiped right on me. You may want to. Of course, she out. did. You're a yeah. good-looking man. <laughs> right. and, and and this was one. No, that's dude. a that's a picture that somebody had on there. You may Why? Need, you may need to pour up a shot for Joe Boo and have him bless your back. <laughs> You're gonna have no. to. Hey, that looked like me if I let my hair grow out. <laughs> that's a little depressing. <laughs> now this is a this is somebody that I I have. Um, that's okay. Yeah, that's 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 somebody that I have. Had that'll do a, a, meal, a meal with. Yes, she that, looks expensive. I saw that last picture <laughs> um, in a post Damn. earlier this week, and there were several just, others. 
in the in the group, I actually saved them to send to you. Oh, thanks. Uh, at a given time. No, that's when she was a, she's a cutie. Banging. You know, um, it's just, it's just so different. You know, um, there's gotta be, it's just so much randomness, you know? I mean, I guess it's just the same, you know, I, I, I just, I, I just talk to people so, so easily, yeah. you know, in person that it's, uh. I, I saw that. Whatever that is, man, I don't know. Corky ass with a big heart on it. <laughs> um, I saw that somewhere. Or my speed. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, the guy got fired from his job. Is that what that was, or something? Um, it was in. It was in a group of pictures with that uh, one you showed there. Oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, I don't know, man. I'll keep you. I'll keep you posted, man. If anything changes, you know. Well, for our listeners out there, if there's any ladies out there that are single. And, and looking for, looking for a good time, you can send your pictures uh, to thehangoshow at gmail dot com. I will forward them on to Harpoon. Um, he's a very good looking man, and I'm comfortable enough saying that. Um, very very good fellow. If you've listened to any of the shows, you know he's a damn damn good guy, stand up guy. And uh, yeah, when I when I first started listening uh, to the podcast, I. Knew I recognized the voice at the beginning, you know. <laughs> studios. I was like, I don't know who that is, but I know I know that voice. I know that voice, and it makes me want cheese sticks. <laughs> <laughs> subliminal advertising. We've already got it going on. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody listens to this, starts craving some pasta or something, you start listening to it. It's, it's because of the voice. Yeah. Uh, anything else tonight, guys? I've enjoyed it, man. This is this is great therapy for me. Get in here and hang out and drink good liquor and laugh a lot. That's what I, that's what I, that's what I bring to the table. I was pretty nervous about coming on here. But Why? It's been, I don't know. I, I'll probably get nervous again before I listen to it. I'm the same asshole that cheated off you in Spanish class. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Anybody that can wear a dick daddy shirt, man, shouldn't be nervous on much of nothing, man. You should be all right. I'll tell the story of Dick Daddy Survival School. Go ahead. If, uh, back uh, just around the time that uh, quarantine and everything started, there was a tornado that came through Nashville. Uh, tore up a bunch of you know old school music row venues, um, and just at the point in time where everything's about to shut down and uh, money was about to be tight, didn't know if they'd be able to repair and open back up or run at whatever capacity they were able to run. And Sturgill Simpson. Uh, and his massive wang took to Instagram, uh, just making small videos about how to be a man. You know, have a have a good um, have a good knife. You know, be able to pick out a good whiskey. Uh, and people in his fan base started sending in videos of uh, you know lighting a cigar with a blowtorch and picking up a shotgun and knocking off two or three skeets before setting something on fire and. Uh, hopping on the four-wheeler and riding off into the sunset. Uh, so he uh, did a whole lot of fundraisers, made limited uh, T-shirts and posters that he signed and uh, Velcro patches and all sorts of other things uh, and sold them on his website, and all the money went to the fundraiser for Nashville. And uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, but he's really private also at the same time, so he'll let stuff run on Instagram for about two weeks, and then he deletes it. So you don't get to 
go back and relive the glory. But uh, the Dick Daddy Survival School was born from uh, a smart-ass fundraiser uh, for tornado <laughs> relief. I get a lot of compliments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, me and Dingo go way back. Like, uh, I guess it was my junior year of high school. Probably. No, senior year. Because y'all left to go go to the uh, math and science school the year after I graduated. Right. So it was my senior year, y'all sophomore year. Um, yeah, we had like Spanish and. Uh, like Algebra advanced, two or something. Advanced biology uh, together. Uh, I was just, I was I was kneeling on the ball, man. It was my last year. I just wanted to get the fuck out of that place. All that I cared about is getting out of that school. And uh, now I guess I knew you my junior year because that's that's why I took Spanish. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't have made it through. <laughs> I'm looking over his shoulder because I didn't know what the came to conjugation conjugating those verbs. Fuck that. We were fast friends and. In that class, <laughs> we, we had a common enemy. Yeah. We had that teacher, we had the best teacher the first semester. She was fantastic. Loved that lady to death. Mormon, great woman though. And uh, her husband worked for a, a pretty big company here locally. And they had, of course, they're Mormon. They have like eighteen damn kids, and raised all these kids around here. And they were moving him to Vermont. I think it was Vermont. Yeah, he got transferred to Vermont because so they were uprooting everything and moving to Vermont. So after, after uh, Christmas break, she wasn't going to be there any longer. And we got, we got this new teacher. <laughs> Como te llamo. He was, <laughs> he was wildly infeminate. <laughs> oh gosh. And he, he spoke Spanish like, like uh, Peggy Hill. If you ever watch King of the Hill? <laughs> oh, am, I, am I right or am I right? You ain't lying. Pat penis. <laughs> My gusta la banana. That's it. So the banana pleases me. <laughs> God damn. Uh, so yeah, like our whole it was it was me and Dingo and a couple other of our friends. Uh, I made in that class. Uh, yeah, we had a we had a good time. And so, yeah, we, we go back a few years and it, it's really good to have you, people always say, well, on Facebook now you can keep up with everybody. Well, half those fuckers I don't want to keep up with, you know, I didn't, didn't like them back then. I sure as fuck don't like them now, you know, but, uh, the core ones you keep up with mm-hmm. and, and Dingo was definitely one of those. We had a, we had a, had a lot of good times through our life together so far. Uh, I get to harass his kids now cause I'm not having any, uh, he's got, how old are your kids now? Ten and he'll be five. Ten and five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tomorrow. Oh, really? Boom! Happy Damn. Birthday. Yeah. No, he'll be four. Four, not five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems like five. <laughs> it's got to feel that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, before we go, I got one more story. <laughs> he told me uh, we were working together. They had had their boy. And uh, he came to came to work one day. I said, "Well, man, how was your day off?" He's like, mm. "That's what happened." He's like, "Well," he said, "I got up, and I'm not going to dox your wife. She'd been up all night with him. He would not sleep." Hmm. And he said, "I came out of the bedroom, and she's like, you 'You've got to take him.'" And he heard her like go in the room, have a little breakdown. Come on, buddy, we're going to spend the day together. <laughs> 
Dingo does a little word, woodworking and whatnot. And so, like, take him out to the wood shop, put him in his chair. He started driving. He's like, oh, boy, wake up now. Wake up. He kept that kid up all day long. He, he was pissed off, wanting to sleep. No, 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 no. We ain't sleeping yet. Yeah, you kept mom up, yeah, you're going to stay up. We're all sleeping tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this kid's like six months old. He's like, nothing going to nap at all, all day long. Here's Get $5, more. go fill up the gas can. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. And so, yeah, like I, I was like, no, you didn't. And he's like, oh, yeah. All day long, he stayed. He goes, about 4 o'clock. He was ready to go sleep. We were all ready to go sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole house was mad. <laughs> Everybody's pissed off. Mama's mad. Daddy's mad. Baby's sure enough mad. Yeah. Our daughter's just like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me stay awake, too. <laughs> no, man. Come on back anytime. Uh, bring your boy on next time if he can, if he can <laughs> shake, the ch- shake off the shackles. He's got a... He's got a woman way over town and, and, and I mean, you heard the term ball and chain, uh-huh. the chain represents some freedom. He just got a ball. Ooh. Mm. I was at a, um, a singer songwriter show and a, a young lady came up to me and she said, uh, Hey, do you know? And uh, she mentioned his name and I said, yeah. And she said, well, I, I work with him. He's, he talks about you a lot. Like, yeah, he's we're we're good buddies. We go back a long way. Like, talks about his wife too. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she said, yeah, sounds rough. <laughs> yeah. He started he started following the show on uh, on on Facebook and and Instagram. So I'm sure he's hearing this. I don't want to say his name because he may want to use a uh, may want to use something different like the rest of us do. Uh, but yeah, I want him to come on the show. I want him to tell tell the 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 Metallica show uh, story. And I think he was, he go, he went to Bonnery one year, didn't he? Oh, several years. Every, every year that we went, he went. I want to tell a story about the, the, uh, the guy getting arrested on the way up there that was with y'all. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff Hager for next time. So, uh, I won't spoil that, but, uh, this, this friend of mine, he's not what you would call an alpha, but he is not going to, let somebody else talk a lot of shit either. And we, we're getting ready to go, uh, to Bonnaroo, maybe the second or third year. And, uh, we know one guy that's driving his vehicle and we're all carpooling together and his friend is tagging along. So we meet the two of them just to sort of get acquainted, you know, maybe a week before we're going to go up there. And this guy hops out of the passenger side of our buddy's, uh, vehicle, no shirt on. And, uh, my buddy goes and shakes me on, Hey, what's going on? He's like, yeah. These are abs. <laughs> what like, the hell? I was like, <laughs> like this is not going to go well. <laughs> so, so we pretty much decided we hate this guy, you know, from the get go, from the get go, you know, we're just dreading it all week, kind of driving up all the way up in this asshole. And, uh, we get there and he wants to go see Shooter Jennings and that's it. Like he's going to sit in the truck all week and go see Shooter Jennings and drink beer. All right, it's time to go home. <laughs> That's it. Anything else, y'all? Nothing? 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 Enjoyed it. Thank y'all so much for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com and check out all the shows we have there. Also, go by evils.com, E-A-B-L-E-S. Save 15% off with the promo code Hango. And also, 
go by mydelta8.com. Check those guys out. Harpoon, Jut, Dingo. Love y'all. Peace. And I love all you out there for listening. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye.